Welcome back to Ratchet and Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, where today I'm joined by Stephanie Manival. She is the owner of Dave's Pro Auto Service in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Perhaps you recall Dave's Pro Auto Service as we did feature this as our shop view shop back in April of 2023. Um, this is when Stephanie was pretty new on the job as the owner. Uh, Stephanie uh, had taken over the shop from previous owner Dave Bosinger uh, back in January of this year. And uh, today Stephanie's going to talk about what it was like to be a part of that succession plan with Dave, um, going from advisor to owner, some of the challenges she's faced, some of the triumphs she's had, and really just kind of give us a, a bit about the shop and why she loves being in automotive. So here's Stephanie. Well, hey, Stephanie, welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you on. Um, so you're the owner of Dave's Pro Auto Service in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, you've been the owner since what, January? I've been the owner since January, yeah. Yeah, so tell us how you became the owner of the shop. About seven years ago, I Dave hired me as a service writer. And then I just added an, more and more duties to my job description, I guess. And then when he was thinking about retiring, I told him to, and he was interested to give me a consideration, and he reached out to me, and things went from there. So, uh, you know, what was the transition like from service advisor to shop owner? So where I was with the service writers slash manager, I had many hats on, and the Actually, the only thing that's really changed is I am now responsible for writing the checks. A lot of the duties haven't really changed that much. I mean, I do payroll and accounts payable now that I didn't do before, but I was pretty much managing the in and out of the garage. Okay, so how, did you, how did you get into the auto care industry to begin with? I mean, were you were you always interested in automotive? Did you come from an auto, automotive background or... So I didn't come from an automotive background. I was always interested in cars. Um, I would always watch my dad when he worked on vehicles and then that transitioned to my boyfriend watching him and just always had an interest. Okay. Uh, and at what point did you realize that you might want to, you know, own the shop? Um, probably within the seven years of working for Dave, um, I just saw... I just really loved what I was doing. I was happy coming to work and I just felt like this is what I love doing. Even on weekends, I just was thinking about my job and ways to improve and grow the business. And then I thought, why don't I just become my own boss? Not a bad play, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so take us through the process of, you know, buying the shop from Dave. So you said Dave was in the process of looking to retire. He considered you to be his successor. Like, what was that process like? So it was a very, very smooth process. Dave, Dave and his wife were very supportive of me. They said that basically they wanted me to have it and that whatever we needed to do to make that happen, we would make it happen. So they were just above and beyond helpful in making the process happen. And how long did it take for Dave to kind of enact the entire succession plan to, you know, that involved you? So it probably took a good year, but that was because there were a couple of um, pauses in the process due to some personal interruptions on both sides, I guess. Okay. And, you know, as far as like the team, you know, what, what, you know, what was the team's reaction? Of course, you've been working with this team 
since you've been there for the last seven years, like what was the team's reaction knowing that the, the successor was you know, someone who's already in the shop? The team was great. Um, they all stayed on. None of them left. They stayed working with me. We've added a few since then, and they are just very supportive, and we work together well. Okay. And so what have been some of the challenges that you've faced now that you're a shop owner? What are some things that you didn't have to deal with before that you're starting to learn about and deal with now? Um, well, recently we had the hydraulics of a lift go down, and it was a 17-year-old lift, so we have to actually replace the whole lift instead of just the parts. So now I was responsible for coming up with a plan and the finances for that, that I before I would have just been scheduling around a lift being down and just things like that, the compressor, just when things go down and need to be repaired. Okay. And how about, you know, management of employees? Is that is that different for you now that you're the owner as opposed to when you were the advisor? It's not a lot different. Like I said, when Jay would be on vacations or things like that, I was in charge already. I had a good um, relationship with all of them. I've already been working and talking with them and know their personal, like one likes to hunt, so he wants to have time off then. So I plan ahead in hunting season to have a slower schedule for him. Okay. And uh, talk, talk me through a typical day. What's a typical day like for you, you know, in the shop? <laughs> well, in this business, there is no typical day. <laughs> I'm sure okay, you're aware of that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you schedule for eight o'clock, you have, you have the schedule, which looks good on paper is what we say. But as soon as the phone rings, you don't know what's going to happen. So we call, we Tetris the schedule according to the phone. We don't know when a rollback's coming in with an emergency that we need to stop what we're doing and get on that. And you just have to look ahead and see who's available, what lifts are available, and just rearrange that way. Um, we do all sorts. The the manager and myself, we schedule the appointments. We get a, put the estimates together, get approval for them, order the parts. We always make sure that when they finish one job diagnosing it or an inspection, they have something else to do while we're putting that together. So it's constantly moving. There's never any downtime, preferably. So what are some of the, the big wins that you've had as a shop owner, some of the triumphs or things that you're really especially proud of? Well, right now, I think we've got three on the lot back there that need an engine replaced. Um, we're getting a lot of the big jobs. We work on imports. There's, I always, I make sure that the guys have a 20-hour uh, training acquired throughout the year so that they keep current and we're able to keep doing things that we didn't do before. And then I meet with them at the beginning of the year and say, what's a goal that we can add to your resume that you've not done before that by the end of the year you will have accomplished successfully. So we're continually adding new vehicles, new jobs, things that we've never done before that we've completed successfully, whether it be a hybrid or a transmission engine different things. Okay. And where are you um, sending your guys to train? So the last training that we just did was a big one. It was the tools conference, which was at the Kalahari resort in the Poconos put on by the AASP. The, I don't know if you're familiar with them. It was a Friday afternoon, all day Saturday and Sunday morning training. And there were a lot of resources there. They got 16 hours of training just at that weekend. Oh, wow. 
so what what are some of the I guess some of the really cool goals that your your techs have? You know, you talk about you know setting goals at the beginning of the year and working with them to improve their their skills and their resume. What are some of the cool goals that you've heard from some of your techs? Um, one of the technicians, he is now the shop foreman, but before one of the goals that he set prior was to have worked on an import because he had never worked on an import before, and now he is the import specialist. Oh wow! Because we got we got him some training, he got some experience under his belt. And now he is the import guy. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, so tell us about that. I mean, you know, one of the things that, you know, some shop owners talk about is just difficulty retaining their people. And it seems like your people are really happy. Like you're sitting down with them, you're going over their goals, you're providing them the necessary training that they want and need. What are some ways that you're, you know, you're making sure that your, your techs are happy so that they're not, you know, looking or eyeing other shops to work in? Uh, so what we do is we have a weekly staff meeting. At the staff meeting, they are able to bring up any concerns that they have for the shop. They're always encouraged to come into my office if they have anything personal going on that we need to help them with to stay happy. Um, there is a suggestion list for either requested equipment, requested tools, requested equipment maintenance, building maintenance, things like that that would help them work easier that they can just add to the list and we consider it and try to get it fit into the schedule some way. And I just go out you know, multiple times a day and just talk with them and see how things are going in their personal lives. We joke around and we do other things on the weekends too. We've had them up to our cabin for a picnic. Um, just, we do a lot of things together to try to try to bond outside of office hours. And, you know, and you mentioned earlier that you got some, some new hires this year. What's your process for vetting and hiring new technicians? Well, the new hire that I have now, I've known him for a while. He was working elsewhere. He was unhappy where he was. I called him in and said, are you interested? And he said, well, I'll talk. And I asked him what he was unhappy about where he was that was making him consider looking elsewhere. And the things that he mentioned, I said that I can provide here if he is interested. And then they just have a window where we know that there's going to be a learning curve from where they came to our way of doing things. For instance, we do a multi-point inspection on every vehicle that comes in, and we had to walk him through that process because where he was before, they didn't do that. And so after that period, 30 days, we have a sit down and say, are you happy? What, what are you happy with? What are you unhappy with? What are the goals that you want to achieve? And then we just kind of make sure that we're on the same, same playing field as okay. far as goals. All right. So let's talk about the shop a little bit. Like how big is your shop, Stephanie? So we have eight bays. One of those is an alignment rack, but we can use the rack to do work on as well. It's not strictly just alignments. Um, multiple, we've got like a bearing press, tire balancer. We've got just a lot of tools in there. Two, two doors to access the bays, the parking lot is fairly large for our size building. We do need a larger one, but that's a good problem. Mm -hmm. uh, so how many, how many members do you have on your staff currently? Currently I have four full-time technicians, one part-time, he's a retired vet, so he only wants to do three days a week. And I have a technician who turned manager and myself. Okay. And then um, you know, how many cars do you guys servicing in a given month? Oh my goodness. 
We're probably doing at least, oh, that's a very good question. It changes daily and it depends on parts availability. Mm-hmm. We'd probably be doing 250 to 300 cars a month, maybe. Okay. And how, what's about, how about your annual revenue? We're looking to have gross sales probably close to a million this year. Oh, very good. So as a shop owner, like, what's the best piece of advice that you were given? Like, did Dave give you some sort of you know, really rock star advice? Or what's some advice that you've gotten along the way that's helped you as a shop owner? I'm trying to think. There's two that come to mind. One was a woman who owned her own business. It wasn't an automotive business, but she actually gave me a kitchen towel and to keep in my office. And she said, there's going to be days where you feel like throwing in the towel, but don't do it. So I just have that towel on my desk to remind me, don't throw in the towel. And then another owner came to me and he says, just remember, you don't own the business, it owns you. So when I feel like getting frustrated for long nights or weekends, I just remember that this is what I wanted. And this is, I'm achieving a lifetime goal that I wanted. Oh, those are both really good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you talked about earlier that, you know, as an advisor and a manager you used to just, you know, really love the work and really get into it and think about it night and day. Do you still feel that way as an owner? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are nights when there's something that we can't figure out. I still go home and I'm trying to figure it out. And, you know, my husband's trying to watch TV and I'm talking, what if it was this? <laughs> And so what, what's your goal for the shop? Like, what are, you, what are your long range, you know, maybe five-year plan? Like, what do you hope to see the shop become in the future? So I want to be the place that whenever anyone needs service or repairs, that we're the first place that they come to mind, that we are familiar in the community, but we're also familiar with people realizing that we can do the work, we will do it well, and we will do it with integrity. Um, I would love to need a bigger building and more techs, obviously. And I just wanna continue expanding with the automotive field as it's ever changing. I want to be ever changing so that we can keep up with everything. And are you guys doing, are you guys starting to dive into, you know, EVs or ADOS work yet? We do some ADAS, the EVs. I'm looking for some more training right now. The local college has some, but that's a semester's worth of training. Um, I'm Again, we're approaching the new year to where they're going to have to acquire another 20 hours of training. I would like to find some EV training to get them involved in. And then, so when you're not running a shop, you know, what, what are some hobbies you have? What are some things you enjoy doing to kind of you know, unwind and let your hair down? Um, well, I like to hunt. I like racing. I like to snowmobile in the winter. And I just absolutely, I have one granddaughter and a second one on the way. And I just like would spend every minute I could with her. Very cool. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. I don't sit still well. (laughs) I don't sit, I don't sit still well. Oh, no, I, I understand that fully. <laughs> We're, you're in a good career for that because there's always something going on in automotive, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. Sure. Thank you. Yep. And we will talk to you again soon. All right. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, 
Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at ratchetandwrench.com. That's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D-W-R-E-N-C-H.com. And may the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.